What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Sonny, and I'm back again with another episode of Sonny Talk. And on today's episode, I'm here with a very special guest. I'm here with my boy, Brandell. What's good, bro? What's good, my brother? How's everything? How's it going? Everything's good, bro. Everything's good, man. We live in life. Another day above ground. You know how it goes. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Definitely excited to have this conversation for sure. I appreciate you making time to to come on the show and, you know, just, just kick it with me. But um, on this show, well, before we get into anything, let the people know who you are and where they can find you or a brief summary of who you are. Of course. Um, well, you know, as you said, my name is Brendel. Um, you know, I'm I'm just an ordinary guy. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't come with like all these medals and things like that. You know, I don't um, I'm not the type of person to kind of save accolades, but just for the sake of conversation, like. Um, I've gotten into a lot of things, whether it's, you know, investing, I did my thing, digital entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, which I'm still doing. Um, but the reason why I'm also not mentioning anything direct is because I'm still testing, you know, my foot in, in, in a lot of waters right now. So just to put it simply, you know, um, I'm from New York City. I was born and raised in New York City. Um, I have a Dominican background. Um you know, I I have a daughter as well, so I have um, and you know, just a little bit about what I want to the 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 type of things that I want to accomplish. Basically, you know, I want to um, obviously make an impact, whether it's on the community, on our people, or my family. Obviously, you know, family's always going to be there, so that's always a priority. But mm-hmm. um, my main goal right now is to make an impact in any way, shape, or form that I with the things that I know, um, you know, with the things that I learned in entrepreneurship, whether it's financial literacy, um, you know, my knowledge on the markets and things like that. That's, that's, that's a little about me right there. Okay, that's what's up, bro. So um, that's good. That's a whole bunch. So you got you kind of got your hands in, in different baskets. All similar entrepreneur type of things, uh, self-sustaining type of things. So it's like it's good. I see your mindset. You're you're a hustler, for lack of a exactly, better exactly. Yeah. You know, like in my life, like I've always, I've, I've also like worked in a lot of fields. Like I worked in a restaurant for like eight years, and I also had my hand in construction and stuff like that. So I've been in the service industry. I've had to create things with my hands. I also did my hands in music for a little while. Um, you know, so my creativity was always on the jump. You know what I mean? Like I've always wanted to do something. So. You know, I always keep my mind open on the things that I can get into, uh, stuff like that. So. Okay, so you know, so okay, so so on this podcast, I like to start from the beginning and work our way up to the to the to the present day. So, where were you born and raised? Take me back to those times. Um, so I was born. Um, I was my family lived in the Heights when I was born in Dyckman specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in um. I forgot the name of the hospital, but when I remember, I'll mention it. But I was born um in New York. Um, I bounced back and forth between Uptown and and Bronx, South Bronx, like around the one six seven area. Uptown, so be was... aware, cause so uh, cause for me, me being from the Bronx, I said I went to school up in like 
two and five alarm, but yeah, so I, like for Got me that you. so there's a couple of different uptowns if you're from New York. So uptown where specifically? Yeah, so uptown like Dykeman 207 okay. Street area, like that type of uptown. Um because okay, okay. I know because I know the Bronx go further up. So I know yeah, sometimes yeah. if people say uptown, they can mean that area. Um yeah. but yeah, so I, I grew up in that area and then I bounced around between there and, and the South Bronx um on one six seven. Um so but I, I went to school um in the Heights um, in Manhattan for a couple of years until until about seven years old. I moved to the Dominican Republic. Um, I went to school there for two years uh, for, you know, just. I don't really talk about um certain things, but basically to put it to you, like I was in a situation where I had to be in Dominican Republic for a certain amount of time. I couldn't come back. I was young. I didn't really understand what was going on around that time. But what was told to me was it was better for me to be there for as long as I was there because, you know, because of certain things that was going on. But anyways, um, yeah, so I went to school over there for two years. Um, I lived out there. Uh, there was It was a total different experience from, obviously, me going to school here um, I was able to learn Spanish fluently. I was able to read Spanish, write Spanish. I'm not going to sit here and say that I could break down a whole, like, you know, the whole business sequence, but I could, I could defend myself. So, um, that was good. So then I came back in 2003. Um, when I came back to, in 2003, I, I forgot my Spanish a little bit. And then when I came back, I didn't come back to live in the Heights, and now I'm living in 167 in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm nine years old, you know, just coming from DR. I don't know, you know, I don't know anybody. I don't know the lingo. My English is a little messed up. Um, it took me some time to learn how to read. Um, eventually, I caught up. It took me like a couple months because I was always, I, like, I was a quick learner mm-hmm. in school. Like, I always liked math. Like, math was my thing. I didn't like the ELA part, the writing essays. That part to me was, was the most annoying part of school. But when it came to numbers, math, I could I could do that with my eyes closed. So since I was that type of kid, um, I learned fast. So it took me about six months. And then, yeah, and then, you know, through yeah. there. Well, um, well, so mm-hmm. hold on. Just uh, we, we speedballed a little bit, but, you know, I'm yeah, going to yeah, take it back bad. a little bit. So, <laughs> got you, got you. so take me back to you living in DR. Obviously, I know you said that you don't like talking about the subject too much. We don't have to. Uh, Maybe one That's day fine. when you start your podcast, you could let the people know your journey and all these type of things that happen. I'm not going to sure. push on any of that. But uh, take me back to those. Take me back to that day when mommy told you, yo, are you sure ready? We going to DR or whatever. Like, just take me back to that yeah. sequence of events and then the the eventual move. Yeah, it was funny because it like one, you know, it wasn't even told to me. Like, mm. I just went to Dominican Republic, and then after some time, like, I was there for so long that I'm just like, yo, like, what, oh, like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Next thing I know, mm. I'm going to the school. I got this uniform on, you know, and it's a Catholic school on top of that. So mm. I don't know if you know, but Catholic schools back in those days, like, they were really strict, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, it was it was scary because it was new. You know, my, my I was seven, so my Spanish wasn't even that like sharp mm-hmm. uh, but I knew people you know my my dad was somebody who helped the neighborhood a lot so when people would see me people would 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 uh you know like they basically see my dad like when they yeah. see me so I was safe as far as that but yeah bro it was a different culture 
Um, I didn't know the language. Obviously, like, you know, I had to learn math in Spanish, which was weird, but it, it, it was crazy. But it was at the same time, I felt like it, you know, obviously now I can, sp I can speak about it because I'm older, but it gave me an advantage because now, you know, even when I read certain documents that I get in the mail or certain things that I could read in Spanish. But yeah, bro, it was it was different. I was what I was treated different because people knew that I was from New York. That's another thing. That's one thing. Yeah. So were like you a anybody, celebrity or did they hate? I wouldn't say celebrity because not everybody treated me kindly because of Right. So it was it, it was kinda it was kinda like uh it was like bullying, but it wasn't physical bullying. It was like was kinda, you were you ostracized. Know, yeah, yeah, like calling me names and like, you know, playing like crude jokes, like we play hide and seek and I'll be told to go to like the deepest of the deepest. Yeah, it was <laughs> things like that, all because I was from New York. Yo, in fact, I when I got there, I had one earring. Like I had I had one of my ear spears. I didn't have the other one. And yo, that people had a field day with that. I didn't yeah. have the ears pierced. Yeah, that was not the yo, that was that was a thing. Like it was it was crazy. I got a haircut one time and I used to like to get the get the, the thing here. You don't know how many people like came up to me asking me if I was part of this group or that group. Like it was it was it was crazy, oh, wow. bro. It was it's, it's different out there for sure. You know? It's definitely so me, different. So take me to that moment where you're when uh you're here for a couple of buds. You're like, damn, I'm starting school. Like, how did you go to your parents and ask, like, yo, are we going back or like what? So I think my parents was strict and and not strict. They were they were very smart about it because one, like I said, I wasn't told. They didn't tell mm -hmm. me, yo, we're moving to DR, we're doing this. It was kind of like I was already there. I was there for a long time. You know, uh, at the time I had a I had a a, a Nintendo 64. So they knew to bring it with me to keep me out there entertained. I didn't like you know like I was the, I was one of those kids. You give me a a a a console, I was I was lost in my own world. So, you know, it was one of those things where like I just it, I don't know. It's weird. Like now that you ask the question, it's weird. Now it's like I came accustomed to it. Like I mm. I realized I didn't have no other choice but to be like okay, I guess now I'm here. So. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. It was like, there, so there know. wasn't a moment of realization, like, oh shit, like I'm not going back. If there, you know what? The, okay, I'll tell you when it was. I have a sister. Mm -hmm. My sister didn't live. My sister stayed here. I lived in New York. So, oh shit, yeah. So my sister came to visit me, and she, she's, she, I was seven. She's four years younger than me, so I was seven. She was like three. She was way younger. She mm -hmm. was basically still a baby. But um, when she would come visit me, it would hit me because it was like, yo, this is, this is my sister. Like, it's like somebody you should be seeing every day, but you don't see them every day because you live separately. So I guess yeah. in those moments, I would realize like, damn, I've, maybe I've been here a little too long. I kind of want to go back. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a time where I asked to go back and I was just given the runaround, you know, like. I was told that I was going to come back this day, but I didn't or that, or that it was going to take this long. And mind you, I'm already going to school there. So I was there first and second grade. And then I came back in the third grade. Um, and yeah, man, it was, it, it was, and I've, I've met people, I've built relationships. You know, like I said, I had, I had situations where I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't, I didn't run as fast as I should have because I, yeah. I didn't realize what was going on. Like, it was a lot of it. 
Tell, what, bring me, can you give me an example of that situation? Like there was, there was one time where uh, there was a guy that I used to hang out with, and he had a crush on a girl in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, he made me believe that the older sister, who obviously was girl in the neighborhood, he made me believe that the older sister, if yeah. if I helped her, if I helped him get the girl that he liked, that the older sister will automatically like me. So. You know, we doing all these like like petty things, like we're like because she 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 lived in like a building complex. So we would go to the building, go to the floor, stand there, make noise, get her attentions type stuff. So one day he took it, he took it um like an extra level and he started being really obnoxious. I can't remember exactly what he did, but um it started to bother people and he didn't tell me that her dad was in the military. And you know, over there, military personnel do not play with their kids. So dude chased us. Um, I ended up getting caught. And, you know, as I said, my 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 dad, thankfully enough, knew people that when he was taking me out of the building, he was walking me to to his truck. He parked it, he had a he had a private parking. When he was walking me to his truck, somebody recognized me and uh spoke to him. He didn't take me nowhere, called my dad, my dad came and you know, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, you know that situation was handled. But that was one of many. There was another time I went. Was he already near that? He no, he didn't. I don't think he did. I think if he I mean, did, but you didn't do nothing though. Anyway, like no, I didn't. Personally. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, his his daughter just complained, and obviously, you know, as a father, like your daughter says, "Hey, this is boy bothering me." You know, you're gonna do what you can, but yeah, um, he was he was um he was strict about it. You know, he was obviously as he should, um. But I, I wasn't, everybody knew who her dad was but me, because obviously I'm not in the neighborhood. Yeah. My Spanish is not too good. I don't talk to people. So he took advantage of having a company to come with him and do the shit that he was doing. So that was one of many, many, many situations. I could go all night literally telling you examples. Damn, so you uh, feel like people, uh, I mean, you did say it was somewhat picking on you, but it was... It was kind of more of a, like an infatuation, like, oh, the American guy. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, like, you know, obviously people got their perceptions um, about, especially at that time. Like, we're talking about early 2000s. So, you know, if I can remember anything of, like, people uh, from DR and they perceived people that come from New York is that, you you know, you were rich. You, yeah. You were popular just so people knowing that you were from New York. And, um... The 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 cons of that, like my dad was a people's person, so it didn't. I I would say, you know, he he may say differently, God rest his soul, but he he it it didn't really work for him that one he was a people's person and he had resources, so he was always hoping the next guy. They knew who I was. It was it was it was. I don't even know how to how to how to tell you because yeah, I could sit here and say they bullied me, but. These people have a whole different type of lifestyle. They live like under different rules. So, you know, there's so many reasons why they act the way they act is what yeah. I'm trying to say. So, no, yeah, I, I definitely don't, understand you know, it's a nuanced thing. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I could say bullying just to simplify it, but who knows what it was. You know it was culture saying? shock. It was bullying. Yeah. It, was, it was envy. It was curiosity. It was everything. It could have been, yeah. And, and it's kids we're talking about. When I talk about yeah. those, I'm talking about kids. So, you know, that could go in so many ways, but um yeah, man, it was it was definitely a culture difference. Um 
you know, living up, living, living amongst people that made the best of what they had. Mm-hmm. That was that's one thing I learned about living up there. Like appreciate having that, little, appreciate. yeah, having little and just having fun with the little stuff. Like yo, people used to cut um hula hoops in half and 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 put them like in a rainbow shape and put the Christmas lights around them just to have Christmas spirit in the neighborhood. Like that to me was dope. You know what I mean? That's like right, you yeah. like. Yeah, that is is little things like that that you see and you're like, wow, like yeah, making nothing out of making something out of nothing. Word, yeah, yeah, bro, it's, it's I could definitely cool. relate. Yeah. Okay, so so you were mentioning also uh, going to school, having to learn how basically how to. It's kind of like le- just learning how to learn somewhat again in this Yo, new language. It, yeah, perfect. You hit it on the nail. You hit it yes. on the nail. And a so, lot yeah. of the things I had to mm-hmm. learn, I, I already knew. I just had to learn the language of it or, like, even how to answer the question. Yeah, because how is it that, like, you know, like, me as a bilingual person, too, like, I was going to ask you, how how is it that you process, like, the different languages? Because for me, it's, like, it's not, like, um, it's weird because, like, they say something and it's not, like, I hear it in that language. I just know the meaning. You get it? It's, it's weird. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Like it's funny because I, I was having this conversation with a a, a Mexican friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I was telling them that the thing about Spanish with Dominicans, right, is like uh, is um I'm assuming you're you're yeah 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 so um and I told them I was like the 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 thing about you know our way of speaking Spanish is that because it's all Spanish right mm-hmm. um is that we speak from a place of like uh like exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we like we speak storytelling of yes, like we do that a lot, right? So um that's one. What I've also noticed is that we're very animated when mm-hmm. we speak, right? Very animated, very, very um, and then but the thing about like as far as like spelling and like let's say like phonics, as far as like you know, the way that Spanish people use words is very simplistic when you think about it because they literally sound out the letter the way it sounds like you see like we could say the word the and the h could be silent right but unless you explain that to somebody like as a kid if the teacher didn't tell you hey the h is silent yeah probably would have made a whole different sound in spanish everything it sounds out the way that it's supposed to without well most words that i know obviously it's it's a whole alphabet but um so i don't i don't want to sit here and say that it was easy for me but I think, I don't know, I, fu- I found this simple because I caught on quick. You know, that I, like I will say that, like coming from the States and having to go to school, I think the hardest thing was to like make friends because of the culture difference. But as far as like, you know, the words and reading questions or like asking the questions is very simplistic. I, don't, I, I, I like I don't want to dumb it down and yeah. say that it's easier than English learning, but the language is just so simple and maybe maybe it has to do with background maybe it has to do with you know being the fact that our our parents i mean you you part. also were like six like seven years old so the the complexity right. of the education isn't that high you get it? right 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 yeah like i didn't have to learn so much at once you know i, I was able to take my time mm-hmm. as well because for me the shit that kicked my ass even though it was it it's not that like hard but once i got into like 
like taking high school level Spanish and shit. Like, mm -hmm. I hit you with the voz y vosotros and all that Oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. High and school us level being Spanish. Dominicans, we don't even talk, we don't even use none of that. Yeah, high school level Boys, Spanish. Uh, none of that. I had You to know? push, I had to push through that one. Like Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I like my, my high school Spanish was Latin, so it was it, Okay. it was different. I didn't I that was when I learned what Latin was. I thought Latin was You know, simply, and maybe it's because of my ignorance, but simply Spanish and Yeah. maybe a little this, a little that. But yeah, I, I high school Spanish was definitely different from what we know in Spanish. And it's weird, Okay. like, where do they get the information to put together that type of Spanish curriculum? Right? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I get what you're saying because it's like, because uh, basically what it is is, uh, is also like the in the English, because all all we're learning that Spanish, like let's say for us our Spanish class, all we're learning is spelling and and like dictionary terms. We Yeah, learn, yeah, yeah. That's right. we we learn like basic conversations, shit, conversational Yeah. language, yeah. So That makes maybe. sense. Maybe yeah, it's it is like a speech class more so, like instead of a a literature class or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's like, because it, it's, it's funny you ask that question, because it's like, I mean, the Spanish is a whole world too, so it's Yeah. like, Yeah. you can't expect to just learn the same thing. So I guess it comes from that aspect as well, Yeah. for So sure. okay. So so learning like just catching up in school is pretty easy for you and everything and um. So so then you move back. You're nine years old, still young. So and then you only had two years, so it wasn't that long of a time you spent over there. Yeah, no, it didn't, and it, like when I talk about it, it didn't, it didn't. Obviously, it didn't sound like that long. It felt like I was there, oh, just because of just all the new that just was just hitting me, and I was learning. Obviously, at some point, I, I can't, I, I became comfortable enough to know how to maneuver without feeling comfortable. But you know, coming back, um, I, I wouldn't say because obviously going to DR, I, I didn't live out there. You know what I mean. My my first language because of my mom and um, it's what she would speak at home was Spanish. Um, but as far as like the country, I wasn't familiar. So coming back, it wasn't like, oh my god, everything is brand new. But you know, everything that you don't know or you forgot just exposes itself, right? All at the same time, like. I could remember like the first time when I was in the classroom in third grade when I came back and I had to read a sentence off a book and I couldn't do it. I simply couldn't do it. Like I, I, I couldn't do it. And How did you I was feel silent. in that moment? I've been embarrassed um, because in DR, I, it was different. DR, I was almost, I could, if, if I can remember correctly, I was almost the smartest kid in class. So, you know, I was, I was speeding through things, but here, Yeah. When that happened to me, I was embarrassed. You know, I didn't know who to trust. People were, uh, you know, all the other kids were like laughing at me and stuff. So, um, yeah, I was. And then luckily I had an aunt that lived in the same block as me. Um, and after school, she would spend time helping me read and Mm -hmm. Okay. reading the questions and things like that. So I had to have that help, too, um, That's good, after man. I after I came back. Yeah. So she helped me catch up for sure. She's somebody in my life that. I'm always thank that moment was pivotal for me. That's great. That's a shout out to her. Sure. Word.
Well, okay, so you coming back, kids was on you. So you said it, what, it took like, how, how long did it take you to bounce back? I would say like, I say six months because we used to get these tests, these practice tests every month. Uh And -huh. like the first two, three, I flunked them. Like for math and ELA, I flunked them. And then I remember Oh, so they Janet. so, my sorry. So they put you in an ESL No, no. class when you came back. The the ESL was the is the is the dual language one, right? What the fuck? I don't know what's that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. is It it ain't your birthday? my birthday. I'll tell you that. Nah, <laughs> it's not. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear I gotta nothing. check the settings. I don't know what's going on. Um, Um. what was I saying? Damn, that distracted them balloons. Distracted. Um, damn, who the fuck is hacking us? But, um, what the fuck was I gonna say? They were The ESL they class. The e you said were the hacking ESL us. They class were, oh, no. was what? Was it, was that, that's the bilingual classes, right? Like the. Yeah, yeah, but then, um, I, so I wasn't, I thought that ESL was just like, they'll, like, they'll take all the people that don't speak the languages and put them in the class together. That's what I thought that, that I'm just making sure that I'm not getting it confused, but no, Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. on it. I was in a, I was in a regular class. That's another thing. Like they wanted to put me in a ESL class, but my dad was like, nah, we're putting them straight. And they, they even wanted me to start fourth grade. They didn't want Oh, me word. to start. Yeah. No, no, no. When I came back, I, I was going into third grade, but they wanted me to start fourth grade. And my dad was like, no, Why? Because it was because your birthday, like, in after the... I don't, I don't know the details, What's but your birthday I know month? March 9th. I think it's because of that, because we, we second half. So at the end of the year, we're already the year going to the next year. Oh, Oh, no. and, Yeah, and maybe yeah. it has to do with, 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 with the time that the arts uh, finishes school or something. Probably. I'm Who knows? just, I'm just throwing guess, Oh, but oh, well, you were smarter. You said you were smarter down there, so you was probably killing it. yeah, yeah. So, but my dad was like, nah, like we, I don't want him to, to skip anything. I want him to start wherever he got to start or whatever. So I started in the third and no, I wasn't in the ESL class to answer your question. That's what it was. Okay. I wasn't in the ESL class. So they wanted me to, but my dad was like, He Yeah, he's no. not retarded. He he don't know English. He just gotta catch up. So, you know, he Oh he yeah, made it's sure not I wasn't that you copying. don't know. It's not that you don't know English that you need to relearn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was just like, nah, we're So. not gonna slow down. So during your whole time in DR, you didn't speak English at all? Because for me to think about it is like, I mean, I feel like I would still know English. So I didn't you. have anybody to speak English with Okay. in the. My whole family in the R was was the men. Like nobody was. I had a cousin that would visit me, uh, like you know when the school was all for you know or whatever. Like my uncle, who was my mom's brother, would bring his son, which is my cousin that I'm talking about. Yeah. He would come and we would speak English. But besides that, bro, I was, friends were Spanish. At home was Spanish. School was Spanish. So I'm telling you, it was like a whole one eighty, like. It was, it was no English for a long time, and then to come back and then make English a normal thing again was a challenge for some time. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so so you said so you said you failed like the first few tests, so about a year later. So you basically the whole you did the whole first year kinda like iffy. Did you do you feel like that in that summer you you like hankered down and like really try to study and figure out some shit? Nah, it, I, 
you know, because because it took me six months to like really get my English good enough and mm. to understand how to read questions and stuff like that. So to be honest, like in the middle of third grade, I was I was already good. You're already was, back. Okay. I pass, yeah, I was passing tests. I was, I was, I was on point by like the middle of third grade. So it didn't it didn't take me long to relearn. I just needed the extra hand, I guess you could say, to yeah know what certain things mean, and then. Um, as far as like making friends, like it was like the same in DR. Like I, I got along with everybody. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't really pay attention too much to intention. Like, you know, I, I was a kid that liked to play video games. So I just assumed everybody wanted to do the same or like to do the same. Oh, um, I was going to ask if you got to link up with any old friends, but you were kind of young and then you moved to one. Nah, yeah, so. I was, I was super young. I was too young. Um, like when I came back, my my linkups were my cousins. Like mm-hmm. I got to see my cousins that when I would get out from school before I moved out, I go to my grandmother's house and it would be like six or seven of my cousins. So I got to see them again. I mean, that was a whole thing, you know, seeing them and stuff. But um, yeah, like as far as like the people that I surrounded myself with or like that, you know, associated with like or people I call friends, other kids in the neighborhood and stuff like I got along with everybody. I just I had I had a very overprotective uh, dad, you know, mm-hmm. to, to be frank, like he was in the streets doing street things. So, you know, he wasn't like the he wasn't present at home all the time, but he he was present in the case where he was only far away. Um, he would always come home, you know, uh, he wasn't, you know, like he wasn't a, uh, like he wasn't a bad drinker or he wasn't a physical person. He was very calm. And that's why I say like he was a people's person because, you know, everybody got along with him. He was that type of dude. So even like older people that would see me, you know, in New York, or whatever, it was very easy for me to connect and feel safe in certain places. I always felt like somebody was watching me and stuff. So that that played a part in getting back into, you know, society of things. Okay, so you, so then you're back, you're back in the swing of things. You, you mastered English again. So take me through your experiences growing up in 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 the Bronx, mainly. Yeah, no. So I went to school. Um, I went to school in Third Ave. Uh, it, it's called Kappa. You probably heard of. It. I think uh, I've heard Cap is a is a private school, right? It, it nah, it was it was a public school, but it was um it was one of those schools that was like in a building with other schools. So there was there was Kappa, oh, okay. and then there was there was uh not twenty two, it was I think it was two eighteen or two nineteen or something. Oh, okay, it was, okay, so it was like a special program school inside of another school. Yeah, not even yeah, special, one of those. but it's just like they be having different names. One of those, yeah. one of those. So. Um, so that was middle was school? There. That was you? middle school, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was middle school. That was from fifth. I went to 114, third and fourth grade. Um, and then I went to Kappa from fifth to eighth. Okay. Um, that was on the on third Ave, um, on 170. Uh is in front of the projects. Um, third Ave and 170, okay, in front of Webster. One of yeah, the Webster yeah, yeah. projects, yeah. I know what you're yeah. talking about, yeah. Yeah, so I went there. Oh wait, Third um, Ave and One Seven. Oh no, I went to Webster, not Third Ave. Okay, so that what that's like that colorful around where that colorful building is at. I think it's like a high school. I'm not, I haven't been there so long, so it's okay. probably now. It's probably is a high school or something. But, okay. 
Um, it has like a picture of like like Malcolm X, I think, in the front or something. I don't know if it's still there, but I'll I'll, I'll probably send you a picture later. All right, yeah, um, throw it in here for anything. But um, yeah, so I went there. Um, that was definitely different because. I was if if you know anything about Third Ave in the Bronx, especially around that time, it was definitely different back there. Um, I mean, however, I made made great friends, great experiences, a lot of life lessons. That's why I got into all my fights. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, like that school, like it, my grade because it was from six from fifth to eighth, so my grade always had problems with the high grade sixth grade but you know like after every year they're higher so it was a six there was a seven it was a seven there was an eighth but it was like the type of like we would set up fights by the bus stop in front of the school one time they had to they had to make it so the precinct had to escort us to the bus stop to make sure we got on the bus and not we, you know, it was it was a whole thing but yo it was i can't even put it in one word bro it was just different that's, do that's you ever think about word. like do you ever think about like uh, other like other countries, like not countries, but like other states, they don't really go through that type of shit. Like probably, probably like the LA's and the Chicago's. You get it? Yeah, like, they yeah. Go through that type of shit, but like for the yeah. average person in America, that sounds yeah, for as sure, fuck. for sure. No, but it's true, bro. It's true because like you know, one thing. What I will say about my school, and because you know, at the end of the day, every school is different, and I think that around that time the people that worked at the school made more of a difference than the school itself. If, if, mm -hmm. if, if you catch my drift. So even though like the area and, you know, even like the environment of the community was static, the people in the school were actually Quality the type educators. of teachers. Yeah. Like till this day, I remember most of their names, you know what I mean? And it, it was, it's simply because, you know, like I had a math teacher that he taught us the multiplication table through songs, through like rap songs oh, that nice. he would, that he would write and he would make us, sing along in the class and you had people who weren't good at math passing tests because of things like that so there was a bunch of teachers that did that and um so when so to answer your question like i don't you know even today i don't hear a lot of teachers really go above and beyond you know now we have technology so it's a little easier to do so mm -hmm. but i don't hear a lot of teachers go above and beyond like that and i don't think and being that there's not a lot here i can only think in like you know, in other places and suburban places where it's like you don't really get taught the life lessons that you get taught. You just get on a school bus, go home or get on a school bus and go straight to the school. And the only time you get to talk to those friends is on, in that school ride. You know what I mean? We we had to walk down the block. We went to the Chinese store. You know what I mean? Sometimes we didn't even take the bus. Yeah. Sometimes we didn't even take the bus. We walked the whole way to Grand Concourse like. Passing twenty two and like and then, and then you see all the all the kids from twenty two coming out like bro it, that all of that like I don't think there's a lot of places where that happens like you said maybe in Cali you know Cali the schools have a lot more uh a lot more yard too like mm -hmm. if you notice like in, in in Los Angeles so they get to be outside more often but I don't think I don't think every kid gets to experience and maybe maybe I think they get to experience that more like in high school and in college. Mm -hmm. Like us, we like when From I got to take the train school, at high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, when I got to take the train at high school, I was already I was used to it because of the time that I had to take the train in middle school. So yeah, that it's that was definitely different. 
that shit is a complete like cult like for me like real quick i'll add let's just add like for me like it was a complete culture shock like when i moved like because i grew up in the caribbean until like i was yep. 11 in saint croix u.s virgin islands and then i moved over here and like the complete culture shock like my first week like people fighting cutting ass od because they'll cut ass over there and shit but it's not like over here there's like a certain like it's more like yo this that and that like look at this main brand that you got on and yet the other you get it Literally, it's more yeah. like malicious like over there yeah. it's kind of playful like cutting ass like they won't even really like, cut you ass know, we're just yeah, making jokes like, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hair yeah, is more like here. Over here, like you go home with it and come back. Yeah, no funny shit. You, know you think about like, damn, I'm really a bum. Hold on, I gotta <laughs> fix my shit up. Ma, yo, I can't get. Yo, yeah, no lot, no yeah. you, you like we laughing, but it, it's really like that. It's like, yeah, and I and I think that's what differentiate New York, and I I don't mean to down any other state, any other city. I love everybody. You know what I mean? I respect where everybody comes from, but that's why when we go to certain places. Like, it's just a different aura. And it it mainly, in my belief, everybody can have their own opinion, but it mainly comes from the experience that we go through just living here. You know what I mean? Going yeah. to school, having to defend yourself, having thick skin. Like, there's not a lot of places that's going to mold you. But New okay. York is definitely a place to, to do not something. Yet, sure. Not yet. It should definitely get crazy. So, so, all right, so, so then what high school did you go to? So I went to Irving. I went to Washington Irving. Washington Irving. That was in uh, a, a 14th Street on Union Square. Okay, okay, yes, yes. I went to Washington Irving. Um, it was funny because like I picked it because more than 50% of kids at the time picked their high school. Their friends go there, mm -hmm. they want to be with the gang. Um, then none of them niggas ever get in, and you're the only one and... that gets in. <laughs> No, they get in, but they don't go to school. <laughs> oh, they yeah, go to right. school, so it's like, it's like, damn, I came in here to not go to school. But um, yeah, no, I went to high school at Irvin. Um, again, it was kind of like the same called? ordeal. It was, it was the same ordeal. Like, you know, was, was it not different though? Like, see a different environment? Because for me, I went to high school at the Bronx, and then after high school and everything, I came down to the city to the Union Squares, yet to the other. Like for you, Got was you. it? How was it like? Yeah, no, it it, it was different in a sense because you know obviously the environment is complete three sixty, you know Third Avenue to Union Square, um, you know. I think that was the first time that I I got exposed to, you know, because we have the New York culture and then every borough has like its own flavor. Yeah. So I think when I when I started high school, that was the first time that I like I got to meet like. A Brooklyn person, you know, like somebody from Queens, and it's not to say that all of them are the same, but you know what I mean. Like it's a different aesthetic that comes with it. It's it's Dif something different it's, stories, it's different lingos. Literally the way they dress, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you said, different, different lingos. It's just different. So, um, that was definitely eye opening. Um, you know, high school in general was different for me. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I I knew what high school like was. You know, from you know, obviously talking about it in school and you know the things you see on TV and movies, but when I got there and I like saw how much, how much it had to do with your future, that to me was was like shocking. Even to this day, like I'm still like, I like one thing I do when I try to 
when I when I when I try to talk to the to 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 you know like like the younger generation is dad tell them like yo high school pay attention and definitely be um definitely be intentional but yeah like high school I got along with everybody um I didn't really go through like any any bullying like situations or anything like that um and my my school wasn't wasn't good either like my my school a couple years after I left because I ended up leaving my last year of high school. Uh, when I found out I was having my daughter, my senior year, like a couple months in, I ended up dropping out when I found out I was having my daughter. But it was closing down two years afterwards. Like that was already set. That like I remember the day that they announced it. Um, matter of fact, um, Hector went went there as well. That's why I met Hector. Yeah, that's okay. why I met Hector. Um, I had a I have a friend that I when I came back from DR in in two thousand three. The first friend that I made, he's like a brother to me to this day. He went to Irving, and he he had met Hector first. And then when I came, he introduced me to everybody. And then like he was a junior when I was a freshman. So, um, you know, basically my my freshman year, I was basically like with the crew. Like I was I was with them. Like you know, up and down and around. And that senior year, once he started getting less classes, he was in school less. You know, like all the seniors, they yeah. spend more time out than in. So that's when I kind of got to, I guess, maneuver by myself, you know, like meet my own crowd and hang out, you know, with the people that I wanted to hang out with. I hang out with everybody, bro, the nerds, the bad kids. Um, I just, I had this thing where I knew my limits very early. Like, I started smoking in the seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? So I started smoking yeah. before I got to high school, but... I had already made a decision that I wasn't going to do anything crazy. Like, yeah, I drank here and there, you know, in parties, experimented on like, uh, like party, you know, like pills or whatever. But probably, it was probably once or twice. But other than that, like, never got, I was never excited to do the shit that everybody else was doing. Like, I was, I was very to myself. Uh, so I was very conscious of a lot of things very early. A lot of things, you know, I, I could look at it from a certain point of view from far, I guess you could say. Um, but at the same time, I took a lot of risks. Like, you know, my mom was strict. She didn't want me out, you know, at all hours of the night. There were times where I would break night in the streets knowing that when I came back home, I was going to get my ass whipped. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I went through a lot of that for like a couple months. Like, I would say even a whole year. Uh, got my phone taken away. I was able to buy my own phone, raise the money to buy my own phone. Um, so I was kind of like a rebel, but I knew my limits. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was a sophisticated rebel. Like I didn't, I didn't try to do the wild stuff. You know what I'm saying? So high school was pretty balanced for me. Like I didn't go through anything traumatic in high school. I didn't get bullied. I got into a, a, a couple scuffles, but it wasn't anything like, wasn't anything violent. There was violence all like Irving was crazy back in the days from from the Patria dudes to the cribs to it was crazy. People were hiding machetes in the in the in the telephone poles when they got out of school. It was wild, but I was able to, you know, just, just maneuver, still make those friends, still make those connections just in case. Make your way through. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I knew how to do that a lot very early. And I think my time in DR has a lot to do with that because I didn't know the language, but I had to maneuver. I had to defend myself. I had to learn how to talk. Pay attention to body language because 
in in our Spanish, you can say something and mean something else. Yeah. So you gotta pay attention to the body language, to the, like you know what I mean, the the, the tone of what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Like high school, high school was different. Yo, you so know, take it. Yeah, go ahead. So take me back to that moment when, well, just the whole process of having a daughter so young. Bro, it was it was um it was scary. Like it was scary. It was definitely, you know. I was a senior in I, I was a senior in high school. At the time I was work I was working my first job too. I was working at um at Chipotle. I was working at Chipotle. Early. Um yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was my first first job, and if yo, Chipotle, that's a whole nother story. I, I I get into that, but I was working there, and then uh, when I got the news, I the way I saw it at the time, obviously, and 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 I don't regret it was the final decision is not on me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could state my opinion, and I did. You know, I and I said it straight up. You know, I young, still in school, I just got this job, I don't got much money, but. I wanted to know, like, I didn't want to leave any doubt after that moment. So my only question was, is it going to happen? Yes or no? Obviously, the answer was yes. And right then and there, I, like, literally, I think I must have went to school another week. After that week, then go back to school. I started working. Uh, I kind of told the manager that I only needed like a couple credits to graduate or whatever, because he was he was he was those type of dudes that he was like, you're gonna show me some school or something like that. So I would have told him I don't he would have tried to talk me out of it, but I had already made my decision. So I was just trying to start working, start making more money. And I ended up doing that, ended up saving. Um me and the mother at the time, we didn't really like it wasn't a relationship. At that time, by the time that that news broke, we were already four years in into a relationship. But at that time, it was already like the very end. Um, so I was showing up to the appointments. Uh, you know, I was nineteen, so she was eighteen, so she was younger than me. Uh, no, I was eighteen because when my daughter was born, I was nineteen. When all this was going on, I was eighteen. She was seventeen. So everywhere we went, like, you know, it was either a mom taking us or, like, another adult. So other than that, like, we wasn't spending a lot of time together. I was just making sure that I was present when I needed to be present. Um, so I went through that. At that time, I was doing music. So I was going to the studio a lot, trying to work on that, um, trying to work on music. Um, had a friend that I met a couple years before that he, like, he was a, he was a producer. He went to NYU had a degree, you know, he knew his thing. And um, I linked to him. Me and him was doing music. He met through somebody else. Long story short, because that's a whole other thing, but um, the person that he met in some way, shape, or form uh, scammed, scammed him from, from the studio equipment. So one night that he was working and I wasn't there, they went in, and the studio was, you know where it was? It was on 170. Um, you know where the McDonald's is at on 170? You know, on the corner yeah. with the where the where the Jimmy Jazz, I think it is. I don't know if Isn't it's still Jimmy Jazz. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Uh, when you when you first go in that block, there's a building that's like a two sided building. It has a big gate. It was on the first floor, and you can access the living room 
through the window that's outside the building. It's kind of like how how um how eleven seventy is. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's outside, like it has two sides, except in the middle, there's windows to the living room of, of that apartment. So whatever, they went in there, they took the equipment. That was a whole situation. So that was stagnated. Um, I ended up leaving Chipotle. I ended up working somewhere else. So now I'm I'm at, a, at the other job that I'm at. It's the same thing as Chipotle, but it's just a whole different concept. It was kind of like a Tex-Mex thing. Um, and this is where like, and I, and I've, me coming from the background that I have, a lot of my family like they're they're really good cooks like you know how it is when we get to family parties yeah, bunch yeah. of people in the kitchen all adding their own flavors and stuff um so you know i i, I took a liking in it you know i started yeah, working passionate. in the kitchen i was passionate i became a manager so i started making really good money um my daughter was a preemie so she gave she gave birth uh five five months and a half um into her pregnancy. So she had to stay in an incubator for like a month. So I had to visit her in the hospital for like a month because she had to learn how to eat and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I went through that as well. That was a little nerve wracking. But then when she got out the hospital, um, I was living with the mom in Sheepshed Bay, in Brooklyn, we lived together for a couple months. Uh, you know, things didn't work out, just, just to put it simply, between the relationship, things didn't work out. Um, and I'm, I've always been the type of person where I don't like the, I don't like to be the catalyst of setting an illusion. Right. So at that time, the advice that I was getting from a lot of people was, you know, and my, my daughter was about six months. The advice I was getting, you know, you gotta be around, you gotta be present, you know, you gotta try to work it out. And I did, you know, I, I did a lot of things around that. I was only going to work and coming home. But long story short, it didn't work out. I ended up deciding to move to my mom's house in the Bronx. My daughter's still living with her mother in Brooklyn. So on the weekends, on my days off, I was always going over there to visit, coming back and stuff like that. So that was a challenging period as well because, uh, you know, me and my mom had a little situation or whatever the case may be. So that complicated things. Um, so that was all, that was all challenges. That was all difficult, but Long and behold, um, I don't want to. I don't want to like keep going through the story. So I don't know if you want to. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, I get it. Yeah, I, get I don't want to yeah, take over because <laughs> I no, can I keep going. Nah, I get you. Y'all got through it and all that. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. So, uh, so uh, just to. Well, okay. I feel like we could. We could. When we come on, we could get. Later on in the next podcast, we'll get deeper into these stories and stuff. For sure. Um, Once we in person, I have, you know what I mean? Like, really sit down and, yeah. bro, we're going to talk about all these in more detail. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Word. Um, okay, so. So, let's just, because uh, we kind of running short on time. Let's uh, let's get into how did you get into your recent um, interests? And uh, you, you're doing, like, I've seen you've been doing, like, a little bit of yeah, oh, journalism, but like, uh, well, what would you call it? You know what's funny, bro? I I wouldn't know because I'm the type of person where I'm I'm respectable enough that I know that there's actual journalists doing work. So I don't like to say that I'm doing journalism because literally, I just learn how to access information. That's really, that's really all I'm doing. Anybody could do that. Anybody with a phone. Anybody with internet. Anybody that's curious enough. 
to do what I'm doing. So I guess you, I don't know. I guess you could say talking. Like I'm just talking about things that I'm realizing, you know, living in New York and going through the experience that we just talked about. Um, here's, 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 here's the point that I want to make, right? Before we, because I know the, the conversation we're about to get into. And because I was, I was talking to a friend of mine, I was telling him, isn't it crazy that this this thing that we call the internet, right, which mm-hmm. you can see has has evolved in so many different ways, it's become like part of our life now, right, and for future generations. It's crazy that we, if 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 you don't mind me asking, what year was you born? Ninety five. Okay, so you were nineties baby. So, eight and eight, I'm 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 ninety four. So we right there. Mm-hmm. Ain't it crazy, bro, that the internet that we use so much right now was only public since 1991? And look how much it has changed the landscape of everything. So what I'm trying to say is that, technically speaking, we are the first to know, like, what we're doing with this, right? Yeah, and, and me and so, you, we, we're, we're kind of in that... Sorry, my bad that I cut you up, but we're no, no, in no, that no. zone where... We we experienced life before internet and life after internet. Yes. And even though that the internet was made before me and you were even born, uh, it didn't go popping popping until like I was related to until it went mobile. Like er, right right even before the iPhone, it was the the sidekicks and like even yeah. even before that little bit like the PSPs like the PSP yeah. you could you you could dial up dial up dial up you know what I'm saying. Shit. I'm but you, once so... it went mobile, that's when it really like like we really gotta count it. Once it went mobile, once the internet yeah. went mobile, that's when like life really changed. Yeah. So here's here's what I'm getting at, right? Mm-hmm. We have compared to thirty years or even way before, if you want to go that far. Mm-hmm. We the access that we have to information mm-hmm. to the things that we get to actually look into and study and see what happened is um, is completely different to our time, right? Yeah. So what I'm what I've begun to realize, and I could tell you, it stemmed back from I, I would say 2016, right? And everybody goes back to the time that Trump ran for president. Now I could tell you straight up, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't like Trump. I was one of those. Trump is gonna is gonna. I, I just wasn't as vocal about it. I didn't really care that much. Mm-hmm. But I was one of those. I believe Trump was gonna destroy shit. Trump mm-hmm. Trump wasn't good for you know as our leader or whatever it may be because you know I believe the noise. I believe the noise that I was listening to. But and I wasn't looking into anything politics because you know honestly speaking, I believe whatever what most people believe that politics don't make a difference. So, um. And then, you know, we get four years of Trump. That happens. A lot of the things that that I guess I projected didn't happen, obviously. Thank God. And then COVID comes. And COVID, to me, was an eye-opener, just like a lot of people, because I wasn't an anti-vax person. Neither was I pro-vax person. Yeah, I just felt like I was working at a supermarket when when the when the shutdowns happened. It was like March 2020 when it really like hit the city. It was like yeah, March, March 16th. Yeah, was- 2020. I was working mm-hmm. at a supermarket in Queens, right? And obviously, you know, hysteria, everybody going to the supermarkets, buying things, and I'm seeing how everybody's acting and things like that. And I'm around people and 
actually somebody at the supermarket that I worked at died of COVID. So I'm like in the middle. Early. I'm like, you know, yeah, like died of COVID. It, it was an old guy and he delivered groceries. So mm-hmm. imagine that. He was going to people's homes and God knows where he got it, how he got it, whatever. So I was in the middle. I was like, yo, you know, this 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 virus is is shaky, but at the same time, yo, this this is really going down. So what I'm trying to say is I wasn't either or. Mm-hmm. What I what did catch my attention though was the the um uh, taking away the freedom of choice. Like to the point where the government is literally deciding because you couldn't even get a job without the vaccine after a certain point. So, I, you know, like luckily for me around that time, that was around the time where I first got into trading. So I'm already learning how to trade Forex. You know, I'm learning about crypto, all these things. So I'm not really panicking because I'm diversifying my income little by little. But, you know, this thing is still going on. So I'm sitting here like, yo, like, is this really normal? Like, if they could do this with this, what else have they really done it for? So that piqued my curiosity. But that that's not why I started, you know, like, like everything. It, it was just everything that was going on around that time, bro. The BLM riots, right? I was in New Bro, you was in New York, I'm guessing, yeah. at that time. I was in New yeah, York, I was too. Out, I was out doing messenger work, so I was seeing them. That, yeah. that shit happening. Yeah. Bro, it was it was crazy. So that and that kind of opened my eyes too, because I was in a sense where, you know, I I at the time I shared a lot of the confusion and the anger of a lot of people, but at the same time I'm sitting here going, yo, but what is, what is breaking down the sneaker stores and Fordham gonna do to getting justice? Like what like what is what is that doing? I was I was on that on that scale. I was like, I get it why we angry, I just don't get why we doing this, right? So. I don't know. It, to 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 put it to perspective, it was just a different point of view of things because, like, have you ever heard the phrase "tired of being tired"? Like, being yeah. tired of being tired. I wasn't at that point, but I was starting to question a lot of things because of that, because of everything that was going on around us. Like, yo, they were able to do that. A lot of people got fired for not getting the vaccine. Right? I read that for a vaccine to be approved, it took three years. So. For this to just be passed and then be forced the way that it was, that to me, bro, I I get it. Pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. you know, there were obviously the elderly and, and um and people live with their mom and dads and stuff like that. So I get it, and in no way, shape, or form, do I disrespect somebody that decided to take it. But I I just I did it, and I almost did. I almost did, and I ended up, thank God, through 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 waiting and through putting my resume out there i was able to find employment where i didn't have to take the vaccine but all of that opened my eyes to so many other questions that just led to like a roller coaster of so many other things and i you know i started doing my research i started looking into resources um and mind you we're still in covid so this is the time where people are home you know a lot of people are spending time on their phones and stuff like that i never really Maybe when I was a kid, but I never really considered myself a conspiracy theorist because I felt like that never went anywhere. Like it was always I love conspiracies since the day I, one. I, like I I I stopped liking it because I never get to the answer. Like it's always mm-hmm. like shit. Like damn. Like now I gotta I gotta either look more or I gotta see if this is even true. So, but like I'll look into it. I'll read it just for the sake of knowing about it. Um, 
but yeah, like it, you know, to put it into perspective, it was that, bro. It was COVID, the BLM riots, um, the Trump presidency, right? The way that he was treated versus what he actually did. And even when you think about Biden being elected, like I like I feel like Biden got elected because because of COVID. You know, I didn't vote 2020 election. Uh, but if I was to vote at that time with the mindset that I had, I would have voted for Biden because to me, it was a good thing that Biden was giving money to the people. But now we're witnessing the, the aftermath. Uh, no, because it was 2020. Was oh. Trump, Trump signed the first check, the first okay. uh, check, and then Biden signed the other two. Which I was having an argument with somebody about that because they were like, "Oh, you only voted you you only you only uh, bigging up Trump because of the check that he gave you." I'm like, "But Biden gave us more, so technically, if, it, if it, that was the reason, that doesn't even that doesn't even add up." But okay, I don't remember. I didn't remember Biden giving more because I, I thought Biden only gave us one check, but it's alright. Yeah. Nah, yeah, Trump Trump signed the because the first one came with uh with the PPP loans with the yeah. small business loans. Biden came with just the check that everybody was getting. It didn't. It didn't come with more PVP. Uh, and I think a lot of people didn't get checks to say the the Biden time around. Well, yeah, no, it, that was a whole shit show. Like everybody didn't get the check at the same time. There are people that waited a whole year to even get that check. There's people that got scammed. There's people paying taxes on those checks right now. You know what I mean? Because they weren't guided on how to properly fill out those forms, and now they got to pay the taxes from. You know whether because I, I know some people got the one time check, and then some people got the got then the it was recurring. The unemployment also, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So you know that was that was a whole shit show. But yeah, a lot of people got paid. People got money. Okay, so then so the COVID time. So every just seeing like the whole chaos going on in the world that really intrigued your curiosity for like truth seeking or just like. Let me do it by the research myself, because that's what I love too. Like, I whatever the narrative is, let me look into it. Let me see what's really going on. Yeah, bro. And like I was, you know, like I told you, I was trading. So like looking into currencies, how the dollar moves, why it moves mm-hmm. the way it does, the news that affects it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that too, it was kind of like was, it, what was uh what was uh like uh a shining moment of you like, oh shit, wait, they just said this about this and then this just went up or went down. What was an yeah, example so, of that? So there was a time. So in trading, we have this. They, we we have this thing called NFP week, mm-hmm. where it happens the first Friday of every month, right? It's called non non farmers payroll, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, like think about it this way, right? This I, I I always try to explain it, like if I'm talking to a fifth grader, right? Because there's so many technical numbers going on that if I try to explain everything, it's just gonna take more than this podcast. But to put it short, like. Imagine all the transactions that go around the world, right? The big banks, uh, the shipping, you know, ships, the oil that they use, electricity, the people they pay, the employments. Most of those transactions either are in process or they get approved on this Friday called NFP week, which is the first Friday of the month. Yeah. Right. So what so what happens is that the dollar just starts like that's where the most volatility is in the market. Right. Like during during and it's a weekly thing. It's called NFP week. So it's the week of the first Friday of the month. So basically the market is volatile for that whole week. So traders, usually inexperienced traders, stay away from the market the first week of the month because of NFP week. 
people that have experience because they understand they understand volatility you know they have like strategies and stuff they know how to get in and get out because the market is moving fast so you got to know how long you want to be in it how much you're willing to risk um so just seeing that like the fact that every first friday like there was a different movement in the market to where and that and that was more for people that were scalping so like people that were like in trades for like a minute two minutes three minutes they don't want to be in for longer a lot of people trade those weeks because that's you know that's where you you want the market to move um so that 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 was that was one thing uh bank holidays too like on bank holidays the dollar the the US dollar or the 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 federal bank is closed so because the federal bank is closed you don't know the price the accurate price of the dollar so every other currency is live except for the dollar and 90% of the market is affected by the dollar so whatever happens to the dollar affects the rest of the market so on bank holidays that's another day where you got to know what you're doing and you can't just hop in the market and just buy and sell you got to really know where and when to take yourselves, which currencies you're going to use. So just things like that, you know, that opened up my curiosity. And then it led to questions about politics and how much if if a president was to go up and speak, let's say breaking news, President Biden wants to make an announcement that affected the movement of the dollar. You know, so maybe the dollar will go up it, depending on it will go up or down. It, will, it will just move erratically. It will go up and down. It will just go up and down. And. Remember, you're trading currency, so it's not just the dollar. It's also, let's say, the Japanese yen. So yeah. even though the dollar's moving erratic, the Japanese yen is is doing what it does. So, you know, you, that's those are opportunities to get into um, a position or two. No, and then and then sorry, sorry if I'm wrong. Correct me no, if I'm no, wrong, no. But um, and then there's also like smaller currencies that are directly affected by the U.S. dollar. So those currencies are simultaneously dropping as the U.S. currency goes down also? They, or not necessarily? Not necessarily, but they're moving. Okay. They're moving. When you when you, when you you talk about volatility in the market, it's just movement, right? What you don't want to see as a trader is the market being still for a very long time because it's not giving you any information as to the direction. You want to have the best idea so of the direction. you have to see the trends. Yeah, exactly. So you want it to be moving and for, for you to see volatility. So... Um, you know, that that's that. And then, you know, there's other world events, wars going on, trade deals going on. There's websites that you can go to and you can see like government contracts being signed that could affect certain currencies. Like I'm telling you, that whole that whole thing about trading is just to me, I don't recommend it to everybody because it's really not fair. But it's one of those things where I'm looking forward to attempt teach my kids not not teach them because i'm not i'm not i'm not uh i'm not an expert um if i get to that point obviously you know i'll do it but uh i want to show my kids trading as a source of income you know regardless of whether they want to get into another career because i feel like everybody should just because it's 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 you and the markets that's it and obviously that's trading that's trading what just currencies and stock market or everything Anything, uh, stocks, um, for I say forex because it's a more international thing. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with stocks, you're 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 mainly. I mean, you could deal with international stocks as well, um, and that's something that I'm not knowledgeable, so I wouldn't know how to tell you how to deal with that. But when it comes to stock, like you know, in general here in the U.S., yeah, of course, I I, I recommend anybody to get into markets. 
whether it's crypto, whether it's e-commerce. E-commerce is another market that's, you know, that's making a lot of money right now. It's just as you far gotta as find what, your niche. as far oh like uh like drop shipping and all that. Yeah, drop shipping. Um, I know Amazon has this thing where like you can promote their products. Yeah, like Yeah, things the partnership like that. programs Like, and all that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like things Okay. like that is very is very useful. Okay, so um okay, so all these all these things inspired your your your, your uh reporting. Like But prior it could knowledge. yeah, all this prior knowledge inspired Mm you -hmm. to report it. And I get it because it's you're you're dealing with everything and you, then you're seeing shit like, oh hold on, like you're seeing the correlations of, of events and Yeah, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, bro. What what amaze is I, I have to say this. What amazed me about it the most is these are things we ain't taught in school. Mm -hmm. Like The we secrecy they don't of it. they don't talk about Like it just just in the aspects of forex, they don't talk about currencies and the fact that you could trade, and they don't. Not that I know of. You know, I'm not I'm not into financing. And what, oh, well, so I guess it's called trading, but what is that business called? Is it called trading? Trading currency? Well, Or what is it's well, forex is just the market. It's foreign exchange. It's Yeah, because like that's isn't Forex that's what it's called. just like Forex. a play? Forex is the marketplace. Like that's like It's saying the a market. Facebook or Exactly. uh, or Instagram. Yes. Yeah. So, Exactly. but what is the For actual act? It's trading. Trading. A trader. Yeah, it's 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 trading. And I and But and what? I think But trading. do you? Sorry. Do you need Mm -hmm. No, no, to no. get a a specific um, license for this, a certificate, or how? So you can study uh trading. Um, whether so I know there's people that so the company that I learned trading from, the CEO was in charge of the foreign exchange department in a bank. I don't remember which bank. I know it was like one of the big banks, like Citibank, uh, uh, Bank of America or something like that. And I know that when you work in these banks, you're actually not allowed to trade because that's considered a form of insider trading. Mm -hmm. Inside trading, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get a job in trading. Um, I, th I think there's a degree to it. Um, there's a certain license you got to have. You have to be certified by the FTC, if I'm not mistaken, or the SEC or one of those. Um, so there's a way to do it as a job. And then there's a way to do it as an independent investor, which, you know, you just get like a regulated broker. I recommend everybody to use a regulated broker. There's a bunch of overseas brokers that, you know, you can maneuver around for anybody that doesn't have like a social security or they, you know, they don't want their funds to be connected to them when it comes to tax season. But um, yeah, like th there's, there's plenty of different ways to this avenue, or you go work for a prop firm, you know, there's prop firms are like, a, uh, like people that have, you know, a lot of money that have accounts that you could trade for. And I never actually done it. I'm, I'm going to be looking into it, but um, there's something along the lines where like you trade an account to a certain amount and you get to keep like a percentage of the profits or something like that. So I know experienced traders do that a lot. They, they prop firm trade. where they trade other people's money, they keep the profits, and then they decide whether to put those profits in an account or keep trading that person's money until they get a certain amount. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of avenues to trading. But, Okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like there's not, it's not a one-trick pony kind of thing. Like, it's like real estate. And I'm pretty sure you can go to school for real estate.
And then there's people that do, you know, that do real estate on their own, you know, whether through expertise or. So for the, but for the average Joe Schmo, they do that other thing that you said, right? What was it? So the average Joe Schmo, how do they get into this? I would say, um, man, I, 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 I'm usually careful with this because again, it's not for everybody, but I would recommend using a regulated broker. Um, that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Um, Nadex is definitely a, 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 a regulated broker N A D E X. Um, you could trade Forex. So there's plenty of forms of trading, right? There's retail trading and then there's, uh, there's what people call options where it's basically like you buying contracts. Yeah. The trend, um, like you'll say, Oh, this is going to go down or this is going to go up. Yeah, and then there's the contracts where it's like there's the the and this is the all for currency. Yeah, you well no, it's it's stocks too. You could trade in forex options and, and stocks and Nadex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Nadex, you could trade stocks and forex, yes, and crypto and all that. So a lot of okay. brokers, yeah, a lot of brokers they offer getting into all markets or they may they may focus on one specific thing like crypto. Or currency, like I think Robinhood started off as just stocks, and then they slowly got into crypto. And I'm not really sure if they trade forex. Um, yeah, and you know, there's different. Mm -hmm. So trading forex is trading trading currencies, currencies. Mm -hmm. one currency against the other, basically. Why is it called Any... forex? Is because that's why I thought I thought forex was just a platform. No, no, no. Forex is the market it's like stocks market that's like the, that's like nasdaq yeah 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 exactly NASDAQ, okay forex is short for foreign exchange so because oh, okay. you're dealing with different currencies uh, so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but the platform there's different brokers that you can do that with, just like with stocks you can do stash you can do robin hood uh charles schwab and you know all these other broker firms and stuff like that or stocks i'm saying Okay. Sure, but All I recommend right. people to diversify like that, um, because even with taxes, that helps. You know what I mean? When you when you buy stocks, especially stocks that pay you dividends, uh, I learned late because I traded uh forex and I filed taxes with forex two years. The second year, I learned that you can actually, uh, I think it's called capital loss tax i'm not i'm not sure of the wording but basically where some of the money that you lose you can actually mm -hmm. get back in your taxes which is something that off. yeah like you can write it off as 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 capital loss uh because it's coming from the broker the broker that you use gives you um like a 1099 yeah yeah of like your profits or like the money that you're holding yeah everything like that. that you so, did yeah mm -hmm. so you know that it's it's legit it's a legit thing um, again, I recommend regulated brokers. If you want to go unregulated, that's fine too. They just play by different rules and they don't always follow them. So just know which regulated brokers you're going to use as far as that. So, you know, it's funny because it's funny you said that because I remember seeing like a meme, like it was something like, and I don't know the, the verbiage or like, yeah, I'm not part of that community, but it was something like uh, paying taxes on, on, uh, on something yields is crazy, but basically that you didn't make no money off of it and you still had to pay taxes for it. 
So was that person just uninformed and they, they didn't know that you could write it off? Uh, so I'm gonna, I, I'm not sure because you, you, you talking stocks, right? Yeah. I know with stocks, with stocks, because stocks has to do more with, um, I know the company that you're buying the stock of has something to do with it as well. So, mm. you know, that may have been the cause, but yeah, maybe they just didn't know. Cause like, again, that was something I found out the second year that I was filing taxes for trading. So I, I, the first year I had already lost that. I, that was, that was already a done deal for me. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that was right, but I don't want to set an answer on that just because I, you know, I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to, just to be honest, but yeah, definitely. I think that might've been the case because yo, even taxes, like when you invest, yeah. it works well for your tax. And that's something, again, another thing that we're not taught in school, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm getting the charger, so, so I'm moving a little bit. That's cool. You're still good. But yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Now, yeah. So have you, uh, have you ever got into that? Have you ever got into? You that? know the in, during the little COVID rush, probably I want to say probably like in 2020, maybe 2021. Yeah, I you like mingled bit, with it a little bit. Mingled with it a little bit, but I I took the what a little bread I can't, can't got out of it. I I had a little bit of doji. When it first okay. the first sleepy, nothing crazy, but you know I have made yeah. like a little, little two fifty, a little something. Nah, a lot sign. of people, a lot of people came up just by putting the money in the right place. Yeah, just being told like, "Yo, put it here, I got you." But I, I definitely I... see how like um when people, certain people do invest into like certain groups that have that like, and they put like the different options out. Uh, like, oh, like they have like a like a watch list. Yes, got you. Yeah, those those that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, like I see, like just putting some bread and like a little bit of those could pay off in the long run, just from yeah. my little experience. And then I also see like it's an actual thing that you can really make money off of this. It's not like you're not always gonna lose, but I mean, then you see like all oh, this shit is down now. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, it's a it's, it's a game, bro. It's a game for sure, yeah. for sure. But it's a game that you can learn how to strategically. Like you can learn this stuff. This is. A lot of people say it's gambling and guessing, and there is an aspect of that. But there's there's a reason why there's professional traders, there's average traders. Because there's a way to collect the information and make it work to the best of your ability. So it's it's those aspects too. You gotta learn how to, like you know, like in school when you learn how to note take, like how to take notes. I don't know. Yeah, like you learn how to take notes, and you know when you're reading something or when you go or even when you're watching a movie. You take notes a little differently versus just, mm -hmm. you know, just writing anything down. So it's a lot of that as well, knowing how to collect information. And that's that's where me like investigating and looking into things comes from, too, because for me to know where to best be in the market at the right time, I would I would do extra. I, I was willing to go um, above and beyond to be as right as I can be in trading. You can never be say right. Whoever tells you that. Is either try to scam you or straight up lie. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can, but you could collect as much information as you can to get the best possible outcome. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, let's see. okay. So, um, let's get into a little bit of like the these worldly news. Well, first, I want to get your opinion on the tunnels that were built in your neck of the woods. Can you give me a little in, bit of uh, near that in Brooklyn? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yo, listen, so I so here's the thing about religion in general, right? Okay. I believe every religion is a part or a section or a tradition that I do not understand and I have learned not to question, right? Now, when I saw the news of those tunnels, I was just as nervous as everybody else because, bro, it's tunnels. There's mattresses coming out with that stains mattress on them. Is wicked. What? Yo, and it has wicked. stains on them. The stain and, was crazy. And then they put yo, a crib out after that. Bro, and then they're trying to stop people from like seeing what's there. Like, it's all like people, there's cameras already there. Like, you're not just gonna, you can't just act like it's not there anymore. Like, people see it. So, I was nervous. Now, I don't know what has come out of it. Um, there was a, a article oh, that came out. Come out of it. You think Crazy? so? You don't think anything? You don't Crazy? think anything is gonna be? It's gonna all over, buddy. That's all we saw. What we saw, that's it. That's all you get to see, buddy. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you for sure. But um, not yet. I I don't know. I have reason to believe something's finna come out of that. I don't think. I don't think people are gonna let that go. With, especially with everything going on, bro. I'm telling you, people are not just gonna let that go. My wildest like conspiracy brand is like there's underground tunnels, like everybody got the underground shit, but like niggas made it hop on the whole deals right now and it's like, oh shit. They can't Yo, really they, say why they're really building it. They're like, damn, they, they make it half for us. They can't defend that shit. They can't defend that shit. That's that's where I'm at. Where the whole like, COVID explanation is bullshit because it's like why we just saw somebody had like a tweets about back in December and November that they yo I'm hearing uh Yiddish people don't leave my basement floor like I don't know what's going on bro I think I'm going crazy and then oh and then this shit comes out now I and saw the COVID talk, story too yeah and then they said they they, they did it for COVID but it's like why y'all still building and then they why also yeah. say. Then they try to say, oh, that the rabbi, whoever that was, um, well, God rest his soul. There's like know. a story behind it, right? I didn't, yeah, that the, I didn't so understand. I read it and I didn't understand it. So, so basically, the rabbi of that church, of that temple, he or synagogue, whatever it is, he, um, he had plans to expand the synagogue, and. That's about my whole thing. Underground. So he wasn't able to expand that he died like in 94, and now they're expanding it underground, apparently. Oh yeah. I don't I don't know. That's a little too that's that's not enough for me. So stories like that, like I wanna know more. You know what I mean? Like I, you can't just because I, I read a story on the matches too that apparently, and I didn't read the article. I just saw the title that said um, that the mattress was part of a building that was built over or something like that. Or like there's a, that, a, like saying like there's an explanation for the mattress. I didn't even bother looking at that story. Not because I didn't believe it, but because I don't want to know about the mattress. I want to know about the whole. Why is tunnel. the mattress in the tunnel? Who's sleeping there? Like, yeah, like there's no explanation for a mattress to be under this. So honestly, bro, I haven't looked into it. I didn't. I read the story and I still didn't understand it because I read about the rabbi. I read he wanted to expand, but expanding underground. And then it's like. This is 94. That's what third. That's 30 years ago. 
Like that doesn't that 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 around that time. Look I'm like, not sure. That, I'm it, not it, but it didn't look like it was a tunnel that hasn't been touched or visited in a long time. That should look no, like no. This is they said this started in COVID. Like that was the explanation during COVID, so they could move freely. Even though you were able to go outside, I guess it was the so nighttime. before that they they just had it there. No, there was nothing allegedly. Because my whole thing is, people just heard like started hearing like the construction. So that means to me that that this was done recently, and then it had to be. It it looked like it was. And then there were stories work. also. There were stories that they had the migrants working in there. We gotta. I, I'm gonna try to find some migrants that work. In that oh shit. man, that makes sense though. They had the migrants makes working sense. in that shit. I there's a lot of. There's a lot of. There's a lot of um. A lot of property managers like to get work done in their buildings. They're they're not paying actual people like a do the work because they're going around collecting migrants. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. Mm -hmm. I mean, so oh, so that's the thing now that you're seeing because oh, you're also in the real estate game, right? No, so I worked as um I was a porter at first. I was working in West Four for like two years, and then now I'm in uh I'm in like Harlem. But I'm uh I'm like a porter slash maintenance guy, so I paint here and there, you know, I fix things and stuff like that. So, um, but while I was working at West Fourth, West Fourth, like, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of residential buildings, so they're not very big. The neighborhood kind of know each other a lot, so I got to talk to a lot of people, other supers and stuff like that. So you know, when and and people talk, and yeah, they you know they'll have a problem with a boiler, and instead of getting a plumber or, or somebody that knows how to do boiler work, they'll get a migrant that knows something about that working boilers. a boiler. Or two. You know what I mean? For a way cheaper price than a contractor. You know what I mean? So, and that's dangerous. You know what yeah. I mean? Because not just because of the fact that you don't know the guy that you're giving the work to, but it's like, Perfect you don't know their expertise shit. level. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, what if they, it may seem like it's fixed, but a year down the line, the building comes down and it's you know what i mean it's worse so okay so it's, this is also a topic that i like i love to talk about all the time it's like the whole migrant situation i kind of we started like on the podcast we started documenting this little by little and um so from well i'll just give you my brief overview i saw like the waves and everything and like in my area where i work at is around like some warehouses and then there's um some shelter so i see the different waves of different migrants that come in and then like they'll come try to ask for work right so you know i just saw everything and then like also like watching media like a, a good like source of info for me was like watching capricornio you know capricornio uh, he, did, like, yeah, a whole, yeah. he did like a little series where everybody was doing oh, that, he did? That th yeah and like oh. they'll explain their stories and like they, they, the price so then like, like, he spoke I, with the migrants yeah, but like from the Dominican oh. ones. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. They'll oh, go yeah, and they'll come I back. See, I yeah. see his videos, though. Gotcha. Yeah, so so once they'll come back. So then they'll tell their story and tell, say why they came back and how much they paid. And it's basically like 10000 And then to get to the border and then like 15000 to get all the way to like wherever you need to go or whatever, right? And then like I'll ask like migrants around here like, yeah, how much you paid? Like, and there'll be like a lot of money, a lot of money. Now we're like, yo, 10,000. They're like, yeah. 
like that i'll even ask like the africans you get it like because then I, I met like uh not met but like when the people come by i'll ask them like yo wait, what country are you from uh he'll be like i got a lot of senegalese uh what's the other one uh, a couple of couple of countries in africa like four or five countries not too many but um yeah, a whole bunch are coming through. The Venezuelans, that's all of them. You know, it's crazy. I read that it's not it's it's mainly um Middle Eastern and Asians coming over now. There. But it's that it's yeah. coming in waves, bro. Like I'm telling you, like at first it was like et oh yeah, yes, oh yes, oh yes. Yeah. And it's like who else who else gonna come? You get it? It's like everybody's coming through. But but like in the past couple in the past three, four years, like it is it's just to me, bro, when I think about things like that, it's the timing of mm -hmm. everything. Right. I just now seen a video of a guy that I guess because there's people in Texas, people that live in Texas by the border are like interviewing yeah, the people coming yeah, in I've, too. I've seen a yeah. bunch of those too. Yeah, and there's a guy there's a guy that's I guess he he went up to him asking him, like, oh, like where you from? Like, like you know, like, why are you coming here? And the guy's telling him, like, yo, don't worry, like you'll find out who I am soon. Oh yeah, that one was, was wicked. Bro, and yo, and I actually have the story of who he is. Who is he? You want to break the I news? Got you right I, now. I need to know this. I got you right now, bro. Because I was like, he's because I was like, he's feeding into that narrative mm -hmm. that is like they actually found out who he was. I, I think I I retweeted it on Twitter. Um, I I wish I I hope I saved it. Oh wait, no, I hope I saved it. I I know I saved it. But once I have it, bro, I'm gonna send it to you, and and you can even like share your screen and show it real quick. Cause yo, he is part of a government in one of those Middle Eastern countries, but he's like, like, like a fascist. Like he's oh, yeah. one of those. Yeah, like he's one of those. Like, oh, so he was Middle Eastern. I thought he was Spanish. Nah, it's a Middle Eastern. It, it, but this is what I'm telling you: is mostly Middle Eastern and Asians coming in for the past two years. For the past two years, has been, but before. I mean, but this is all cool. recent, though. This is all recent. This is all in the past two, three years when when they did the open border situation. Yeah, yeah. Since since COVID, I would say. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Since COVID, I would say. La vuelta uh, Mexico. And now, and now they now they got they took off the. I don't know if you've seen they took off the um because Texas had put barbed wire on yeah. their border. And the Supreme Court just told them to take it off. So literally, there's border patrol agents helping these people. Um, yo, bro, it's, it's insane. I got to look for that. I, I really do got to look for that. I got to see where I found But, bro, yeah, I found out who he was. It was, it, it was all over the internet. I just got to find who tweeted it. Um, and as soon as I, I find it, I got you. But, not yo, yet. it's wicked, bro. And, and that's not... Oh, here it is. Here it is. You want me to... Ascend it to hold on. Oh, uh, hold on. Send it. Oh, no, wait. I could, I could send it on this. Chat. I don't know if it'll, it'll yeah, work. send it in the chat. Send it in the chat real quick and then I'll open it up. Laptop. I hate 
Tell me that's not wicked. Wicked stuff. See, but I haven't shared on this yet. Yeah, it's him. The Azerbaijan Islamic Party is the banned Islamist party in Azerbaijan. I don't even know where that is. Okay. All right, so is this him? Movsum Samaveb leads the Al. Hold on, the Azerbaijan Islamic Party. They have close ties to Hezbollah. He was J. Oh my God! I mean, that doesn't oh. look like him right away. Let me see. Is it him? They have jail. He was jailed for 12 plus years on charges of attempts of organized terror attacks to and to overthrow the government. He was released in January 19, 2023. Uh, Middle Eastern illegal migrants. That's the video. He said, you'll find out soon. You know what wow. I'm saying? Bro, it's wicked, bro. It's we're like, and that's the thing, too. That's what people don't see. Like, the only, and this is where it comes down to, right? When it comes to talking to, about the things that I've been posting and talking about, is that, bro, they're only showing the families that's coming with the kids and, and the I mean, that's what I was going to tell you. That's, I saw a lot of that. That's all they're showing, but that's not all there is, bro. These are military age men, twenty like like men that 21, 20, 23. You see the, 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 the people that are that are getting caught, the migrants that are getting caught, that are committing crimes, mid twenties. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Just turn criminals too. Some of the, some of them too came, come out of jail too. Like, yeah, know, yeah, but came out of jail in countries. their country and yeah. came exactly. So you know, it's it's and then on top of the fact that we don't have it like that. Our economy is horrible. New York gets it the worst besides California. New York gets it the worst. All the time. So it's like, you know, I have a heart. I understand people need help. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just just from my father alone, like I've always had a big heart for people. But, bro, as a father, you know what I mean? As somebody who wants to grow a family, who wants to one day, hopefully, even though, you know, things are expensive and there's there's processes. But one day want to own a business in New York and actually have an environment like, yo, when we were kids, we used to be able to play football on the block. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about, like, seven on seven, uh, on seven, two-hand touch. The adults were the quarterbacks, and the kids were all the wide receivers. Like, we used to be able to do that outside in the open, the adults on the side doing their thing and stuff like that without, you know what I mean? Like, kids weren't running around with guns, bro. Now yeah. it's it's a lot of that. Like, well, back then, it'll be, like, it'll be, like, one or two. Now it's, like, everybody almost damn near got one everybody bro everybody so and even like i start to think right like you remember in high in high school especially like i was already smoking in high school but yeah. in high school how we used to say like yo you know what i mean like when they legalize weed and this that and the third is gonna be lit we're not gonna get tickets all this 
Now it's like, bro, you got smoke shops freaking putting uh, 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 fentanyl, spraying a weed. They putting fentanyl in grava. You know, the papers now, you got to look up. Like, it's just, so it's like we ask for certain things that it sounds. My whole thing with the whole fentanyl things and all of that, I feel like those be like isolated situations. It's like, bro, how the fuck, like, what businessman is going to put a, a lethal drug into something so significant as a fucking grabba that's two dollars yeah i i I think it it comes down to ignorance because if you look at the people that are getting in trouble about these things is mainly young people it'll probably be one or two in their mid-30s going to 40s type of things you know i mean that are still in the street life but i think one is ignorance and two is is the desperation to make money right like I'm not I'm not going to say too much, but I've been around people who have had products. And sometimes if you don't get rid of it yeah, for yeah, a certain yeah. time, it, you know what I mean? You got to you got to make adjustments, whether it's to the price or to the way that you're giving it out. So it's like it's 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 that, bro. It's the hunger for money. The people are that desperate to make money, to get out of the situation, especially when you're somebody who doesn't know how to handle money. You may make a lot of money, spend it all and then you want to make it again and that time that you try to make it again now you're even more desperate to have it because you already had it once so all the i mean you know it's a lot of avenues this could come out of you know i'm not saying that this is automatically the thing but you know one has to wonder because again like these are things that i think about like like when you ask me you know what led to the way that you know to through my thought process i'm explaining to you the difference between how i used to be to now where it's like how i used to be i used to wish for wish for those things where it's like yo yeah like legalized weed you know what i mean which i still think is good even you know even though with all these things i still think it's good i still think marijuana um can move us in the right direction if we do it responsibly and i think that's the part that when we were younger as kids and we would ask for these things we that's the part that we didn't even bother to think about because you know we young we, we have a certain aspect of life so now that you've grown up, now that you learn about certain things, it's like, okay, I can see. Like, I know the saying, there's a saying that is like, too much of something good is bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you drink too much water, it could be bad for your health, right? Water's good for you, but if you drink too much of it, it's bad for you. Food is good, but if you do too much of it, it's bad for your health. Drinking is okay, but if you do too much of it, it's bad. So it's like, when we ask for all these amazing things, for example, like I said, the... You know, legalize weed, but then you have the bad actors that do things like this. It's like it shows you as to why there needs to be a sense of responsibility included in the process of making these things happen. Um, but there are, but you know, in some of these places, because a whole bunch of these smoke shops and shit are were illegal at a point, and like they they didn't have their licenses and shit like that. So here's here's my next point. Now now that not, not that that you mentioned that right in my research. Right. And what I'm going to be talking about my podcast, I'm going to be talking about a lot on city council politicians. Right. One of those city council politicians, his name is Christopher Martin. Right. He's a city council member for the Lower East Side. I can't remember what streets exactly, but he's he's a council member for this. His brother is an ex-con. His brother is an ex-gang member. Um, he, you know, he had his time in the Lower East Side. He spent a couple of years, comes out of jail and now he's a marijuana advocate. Right. He goes around, he speaks out, uh, you know, 
he 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 goes around doing presentations, you know, as to like why we should legalize weed and things like that and stuff of that nature. And he has a store. Uh, it's the biggest dispensary in the city. It's called Conbud. Okay. C O N B U D. Conbud, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the location, we're in the Lower East Side, right? There's about twenty smoke shops surrounding Conbud, and it's just so funny that just last week. They just closed a lot of those uh, smoke shops because they were selling illegal marijuana. And I'm not going to lie. I've spoken to some of these people, and partially it's because it takes long to regulate, right? Like, it really is a really long process mm -hmm. to regulate a lot of the licenses. Now, I can't speak for all of them because some of them might have not even tried to regulate. Some of them probably, you know, try to do it behind closed doors, whatever. The point is that they do the sweep. Some of those people are waiting for their licenses. They still, you know, get indicted or whatever the case may be. And I just find it funny that a couple months after this council member's brother gets his license and get his store running, that they do the sweep. Yeah. They basically eliminated his competition from the from from the low east side. So now that's one of the few smoke shops that is still standing. So again, it's things like that that keeps our government corrupted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that I'm going to be talking about on the podcast for sure. Definitely, man. Yeah. Where, man. So, I mean, it's been an interesting talk, though, but I feel like this is a perfect spot to wrap it all up. But, yo, uh, let the people know where they can find you and um, everything that you're going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. My my Instagram is um Wall Street Narco, just like that. Wall Street Narco with two O's at the end. Um, That's my personal Instagram. I'm going to be doing some changes because I got to make an Instagram for the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you can find me on Twitter. The, my podcast is called I So Boom. So A-I-G-H-T So Boom. Um, that's that's the Twitter handle. Uh, you know, it, it, it was my personal Twitter, but I, I changed it to the Twitter of the podcast. So Twitter or X, now that it's called, um, that's mainly where I'm at. Like, if you mm -hmm. want to talk to me, if you want to see what I post, if you want to engage with me, I would say definitely hit me up on Twitter. I'm growing my Instagram following slowly. Um, and yeah, like I said, just be on the lookout for the release of my podcast. It'll be, I'll be announcing the date very, very soon, hopefully this weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll have you on and we could, we could continue some of this conversation. You know, no, yeah, definitely. Some of these topics more deeply. Definitely, definitely. If you need me to help you out with anything, let me know. And um, also, when once you start it, I'll have, definitely have you on again and we'll continue yeah. these conversations. Cause I know I know we just hit on the tip of the iceberg. We we didn't do do deep dive yeah. into much of anything really, but yeah. um yeah man, just like that guys has been a great episode. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Leave um some comments. Uh, let us know your, some of your opinions. Make sure you follow uh uh Brandel you know, on all of his platforms and uh be on the lookout for the new podcast man. He's gonna be he's gonna be providing some very dope content for you guys and just like that guys it's been a great episode peace, peace.